a word w o r d a word is communication a word is also honor a word is promise a word is respect a word is revelation a word is my mind when i speak a word you know my mind a word is my will the all time best seller the bible is god's word it is god's word we worship a living powerful almighty god he communicates our god communicates he speaks he talks he communicates we don't worship stone we don't worship a figment of our imagination we don't worship a philosophy we know and worship a person who knows us and understands and can speak and we can tell what he's thinking because he speaks and he has given us his word he has communicated clearly comprehensively over time time and time again not that just sometime 1 million years ago he spoke and you heard the sound and that was it and one guy only heard it and he wrote down something and that's it we all have to believe no god has always spoken god has spoken over and over again god speaks to everyone god is a speaking god he is a god who gives his word now the thing about god's word is this there is no higher word that can authenticate god's word because god is the highest god is the greatest there is no higher word that can authenticate his word therefore god's word has to be taken in faith it has to be believed in faith there are many reasons why it requires faith but it has to be received in faith why because there is no other word higher than that no one who can reference no one who could vouch for god because there's no one else to authenticate god two scriptures that teach us about god's word you know that you should know these scriptures you should know them inside out teach them to your children talk about them put it on your wall in the beginning <coughs> was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things came into being through him and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being in him was life and the life was the light of men john chapter 1 verse 1 so that's a passage of scripture you should know inside out let me break it down for you in the beginning was the word not words in the beginning were the words no in the beginning was the word next sign next sentence and the word was alongside god the word was with god that means the word is holy the word is equal to god the word is divine next sentence he was in the beginning with god he so the word is a person the word is not data the word is not information the word is not language the word is a person the word person he the word in the beginning equal to god the word person created everything how did he create everything by his word 
He is the Word. He created everything. All things were created by Him. Apart from Him, nothing was created or came into being that was brought into being. That means He is the cause of all things and He is not caused by anything. Okay? He is the cause of all things and He is not caused by anything. So the Word person created everything and the Word person, it says, in Him is life. If your children over here, listen carefully to the English. In Him, in the Word, was light. So light is found inside the Word. So if the Word is the spoken revelation of God, then the light, which is the wisdom of God, is in that Word. Word, light. Okay? The Word person, in Him was life. So life is in that Word. It is now a living Word. So start again. In the beginning was a Word, not words. That Word was alongside God. That means it's divine. It's holy. He was in the beginning. That means it was a person. The Word person, He, the Word person, created everything. So everything we know came out of that Word. By the Word of that Word. The Word person contains life so life itself is in that person in him is life life is in the word it's a living word and then it continues to say in john chapter uh, 1 verse 4 in him was life and that life was the light english that life or that life was life in him was life and that life was the light right so he was not the light in him was the light but he was the word. If you're confused, great. At least you'll think more about it later. So the life is the light for man. The life is the light of man. If man is to find light at all, he cannot find it in himself. He cannot find it in another man. He cannot find it in many men. He has to go to the word. Is that making sense? So that life is the light of men. If I want light, I go to that life. If I want that life, I go to that word. If I want that word, I go to God. Simple, simple. All right. Here's another scripture that you should know. You should know this inside out. You, however, continue in things you have learned and become convinced of. This is in 2 Timothy uh, 3, okay, <coughs> verse 14. You, however, continue in these things. Underline that. Keep going. Keep steadfast. Keep pushing. Continue in these things. You have learned, circle the word learned, and become convinced of, circle the word become, knowing from whom you have learned them, circle the word knowing. See, this is not a joke. This is not a mystery. This is not something that, that, that it's a vague kind of a spiritual mysticism that you discover, some get it, some don't get it. You know, you have to cut off from life, <coughs> cut off from wife, cut off from strife. You have to, you have to, you know, you don't, you don't have to step out of your reality. This is very much in your life, very much part of who you are. God says you learned it, you became convinced of it, and you know it, right? From whom you have learned it. And that from childhood, of course, he's talking to Timothy here. From childhood, you have known, underline, the sacred writings. You have known the sacred writings. What is uh, the sacred writings? These are, are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation 
through your faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So your faith, which is placed in Christ Jesus, this scriptures comes to life because you have faith in Jesus. This scripture makes sense to you because you have faith in Jesus. That's why most people don't understand the Bible. That's why most people don't, uh, don't know what the Bible means or don't know how the Bible applies to their life. Faith comes first. When you put your faith in Christ, that faith releases a light. It releases an abil ability to understand the scriptures. That's why sometimes kids can understand, but adults won't. That's why sometimes new believers can understand, but old believers don't. It's so important <coughs> that faith and understanding go together. Faith comes first, then understanding. Not understanding first and then faith. Faith comes first. So it says you, you continue in these things, the things you have learned, the things you have become to con convinced about, the things you know. Why? Because these sacred writings, which are able to give you wisdom, leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ. Then the big verse. The big verse. You ready for this? All scripture. All scripture is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So the Bible is our instruction manual. It is the go-to. It is the how-to. It is the way-to. It instructs the person who has placed their faith in Christ on how to live their life on earth. How to be saved. How to live out your salvation and how to wait for your salvation from earth. Say it again. How to be saved, how to live out that salvation, and how to wait to be saved from the very presence of sin. Wait to be saved from God, uh, from, from earth itself. So, break that scripture down. Number one, it is inspired by God. All scripture is inspired by God. That means God is desired to give us his wisdom for our lives. Did you know that? God wants you to have his wisdom. You have your wisdom? Yes. Because you're created in his image. You're created uh, uh, with certain attributes that God has shared with you. God is wise. He's made you also fairly wise. But God wants to give you his wisdom. So now you have a choice. You can live by your wisdom or you can live by his wisdom. You can let his wisdom instruct your wisdom. But the truth is, Scripture is inspired because God wants to share his wisdom with you. He wants to tell you something. Monday morning, Wednesday night, he wants to talk to you. This morning I had a one hour conversation with my son. I just want to talk to him. Anytime I can give a chance, I want to talk to him. Sometimes I want to have a five minute conversation. Sometimes I want to have a one hour conversation. Because I want to share with him what's on my mind. I want to know what's on his mind. God wants to know so we have the inspired scriptures in our hands. Number two, it's profitable. It's hope. It's helpful. God has blessed us with his wisdom for our lives. It teaches, it reproves, it corrects, and it, it trains. It teaches, it reproves, it corrects, and it trains. What does teachers mean? It educates us about God's purposes and will for our lives. It instructs us, it teaches what does reprove mean? It confronts us when we drift. It confronts us when we show character that is not in sync with God. The word of God reads us as much as we read it. Number three, it corrects. How does it do that? It counsels us how to get back. Isn't that beautiful? 
Not only does it tell you you're off track, it tells you how to get back on track. And finally, it trains. It trains you to stay on track. It trains you to stay on track by habit. It trains you to stay in a walk with God by habit, not by sensation, not by the latest worship experience, not by the latest prayer answer, not by the latest miracle that God, that, that God did in your life. You stay on track because of discipline. You stay on track because of training. It coaches, trains and equips us to stay on track. So for over the next four weeks, believe it or not, that was the introduction. Over the next four weeks, we are celebrating the four ways the Bible enables us to live successful lives. Don't worry, this is not going to be a long message. So the Bible says that God created us for his pleasure. The Bible says it created us for his pleasure. This part one is called the Bible educates us for successful living. And that's what I want to look at this morning. Real brief. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says, For everything, absolutely everything, God started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and he holds it together right up to this moment. Promise me, promise me that tomorrow or day after sometime, you'll go back to this verse and you'll stare at it. Stare at this verse, stare at every word in this verse. Because Colossians chapter 1 is a description it is, it is Jesus's CV. It's Jesus's resume. It's a description of who Jesus is. For everything, absolutely everything, God started in him and finds its purpose. So God has given you access to Jesus, who is the starter and finisher of everything. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. God is the one who made all things and all things are for his glory. He wanted to have many children to share in his glory. So... The Bible is a manual for life. The Bible is a manual for life. And everything in it is a manual for life. It gives us the truth. Listen carefully. In case you've stopped listening to me, listen to this. It gives us <coughs> the truth about who we are, where we came from, why we are here, and where we are going. The four major questions that religion should answer. Who are you? Where did you come from? Why are you here? And where are you going after you die? The four most important life's questions. The Bible answers that. These are the most important questions. So God has a plan for the world. God has a plan for people, for the, for, for the families, for men, for women, for you and for me. God has a plan. So you want to know the truth about God? about yourself, about why you think like that, why you act like that, why you are confused, why are you fearful? You want to know about how much you're worth? You want to know the meaning of life? You want to know the outcome of life? Each of us wants to be free from guilt. We want to be right with our creator. We want to be sure about death. We want to be sure about life after death, about happiness and now and forever. Everything is in the scriptures. And when you engage the scripture as someone who is seeking answers to this, God will meet you there. God will meet you there. When you open your Bible on your own saying, God, talk to me. I need instruction. I need wisdom. I need understanding. He will meet you in that moment. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And so we know the love that God has for us and we trust his love. We know the love that God has for us and we trust his love. See, my brothers and sisters, you cannot love somebody you don't trust. 
You cannot love somebody you don't trust. And if you trust God's word, then you can learn to love God and his word. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trespasses, the forgiveness of our wrongdoings, according to the riches of his grace. Those are just examples of how God shows you his will, shows you who you are, shows you where you can find salvation, shows you where you can find wisdom for your life. We make mistakes all the time. Lord, how do I get back? We say things that are wrong or that are hurtful all the time. Lord, how do I rectify that? We've lost relationships. Lord, how do I reconcile with people? We are burdened with, with, with past memories and guilts. Lord, how can I live free? We dabble in the occult. We play with Satan and his games. Lord, how can I stay pure? How can I stay away from that? How can I be set free? You want to know the truth? You go to scripture. You want to know about why there is injustice in the world? Why there's violence? Why there's hate? How to live in a world like this? Is God powerless to change this world? Why isn't God doing anything? <coughs> pandemic came, pandemic went. Why isn't God doing anything? People are dying in thousands. Why isn't God doing anything? You want answers? It's in the scriptures. But the scripture will not make sense to you until there's faith in Christ. If you go to scripture saying, you explain it to me, then I'll trust you. God will be like, no, you just come to heaven. I'll show you what it is. And that's not a good place to be. You want to know why you go to the scriptures. You want to know more about yourself. Why you get angry. Why you get worried. Why you get hurt. Why you're lonely. Why you're tempted to do wrong. How do I get love? How do I receive love from people? How do I be loving to people? You want to know about your career. You want to know about work. Who God made you to be. What is real success? What should be my relationship with money? What should be my relationship with wealth? Everything is in scriptures. Matthew chapter 6 verse 31 to 33. For example, don't worry. Say what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. The people who don't know God, they are the ones who worry about all these things. For your father knows you have need of these things. Now here's a scripture as I end. As I end, I want you to look at the scripture and I want you to, uh, this is a second, second piece of scripture I want you to really spend some time on this week. So in total, there should be four scriptures. The introductory two passages that I taught you, one on, from 1 John chapter 1, sorry, John chapter 1, and then uh, Tim, uh, 1 Timothy 3.16. And the second one, uh, the third and fourth is, um, which one I told you to stare at? Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. You want to know that passage of scripture? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Okay, this passage says, God's word is alive. It's living. God's word is living and working and is sharper than a double-edged sword. It cuts all the way into us, where the soul and the spirit are joined, to the center of our joints and bones, and it judges the thoughts and feelings of our hearts. Pastor Jerry, what does that verse mean? It means that God knows what you're really thinking, even when you don't know what you're really thinking. God knows what you're feeling, even when you don't really know what you're feeling. God knows when your feelings are different to your thinking and your thinking is not different to your feelings. God knows your motives, even though you don't know your own motive. You don't know why you're reacting like this. You don't know why you're behaving like this. You don't know why you're stressed. You're, God knows. God's word knows. God's word can speak. It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So, my friends, 
my dear brothers and sisters, if the Bible teaches about our lives and tells us the truth about ourselves, then what must our relationship be with our Bible? If that's the book that really understands me, every other book you seek to understand, right? But this is the book that understands me. If the Bible understands me, what should my relationship be with the Bible? From Psalm 119, I want to show you a few verses and I want to give you four ways we need to look at the Bible. Are you ready to take notes? Four ways. Number one, we need to read it as a letter. Face value. So when, when your dad writes you a letter or when your, uh, you know, when your uh, special loved one writes you a letter, you don't go ex exegeting and kind of expositing that letter and breaking it down and doing, you know, going into the Greek and everything. You just, you just take it for face value. You read that letter over and over and over again. Yeah? You read it as a letter. So uh, David says in Psalms uh, 119, he says, I will meditate on your precepts. I will regard your ways. Oh, how I love your teachings. I think about them all day long. That sounds like he read a love letter. I am wiser than all my teachers because I think about your rules. Just read it as a letter. Number two, study it as a manual. Study it as a manual. You don't read a manual every day, right? Otherwise, you're a really weird person. You read a manual whenever you're about to fix something. Whenever you're about to do something in your, uh, in your life or when you're about to start a project, you read a manual. Your, he says, your orders give me understanding, so I hate lying ways. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. So you study the scriptures as a manual. Lord, how do I go through the pandemic? How do I go through the first five years of my marriage? How do I f go through, you know, the first two years of my work? What do I do in this situation? Study it as a manual. Number three, memorize it as a safety guide. Memorize it as a safety guide. The last thing you want is when the fire breaks out in your house and you don't know how to work the extinguisher. That is not the time to go study the manual. You should already know how it works. You should already know the first three steps to working the extinguisher. <clears throat> so there are certain things you must know. It should be in the hard drive. There are certain things for life that God wants you to put it in your heart. So David says, I'm going to put it into my heart so that I, when I need it, in the emergency moment, it comes out uh, uh, just when I need it. Verse 11, your word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Verse 13, with my lips I have told you all the ordinances of your youth. Verse 16, I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Verse 107, I have suffered for a long time, Lord. Give me life by your word. 109, my life is always in danger, but I have not forgotten your teachings. So he uses the word forgotten, long time, since my youth, all my life. I have remembered, I have treasured, I have hidden your word in my heart. So read it as a letter, study it as a manual, memorize it as a safety guide, and finally, follow it as a map. Follow it as a map. Verse 111 of Psalm 19, 119 says, I will follow your rules forever because they make me happy. I will follow your rules forever because they make me happy. Nothing makes us more happier than when we know the way. <clears throat> that when we know what to do next, when we know where we are going. 114 says, you are my hiding place, my shield, I hope in your word. 
You are my hiding place. You are my shield, I hope in your word. So when you have a map, you know where you are. Have you ever been on a street side where they have these big maps? Have you been there? And in the corner, there'll be one little block and it'll say, you are here. You are here. And I always found that very fascinating when I was a kid. I'm like, how did they know? How did they know where I am? Um, so you can process that one later. But it's amazing when you have a map, you start with where you are and then you're able to go to where you need to be. Let's close. Trust the Bible, my brother, my sister, trust the Bible. The older you are as a man, the harder is it, it is to read the Bible. The harder it is to develop a relationship with the word. You have to make an honest effort. You have to make it a discipline. Uh, we have so many wrong understandings of scripture because we go to scripture for inspiration. But scripture is meant for instruction. Trust the Bible. It is God's word and God's keeping uh, of his word. You can build your life. You can build your business. You can rebuild your marriage. You can build your faith on the word of God. So approach it with a trust, a childlike trust that it is true. Approach it with the assumption that God knew what he was talking about. Here's a, here's a tough challenge. Test everyone else by the word of God. Don't test the word of God by everyone else. Don't test the word of God by saying, how many people agree with this? How many other wise people in this world? How many great people in this world? How many intelligence people of the intelligence in this world agree with this? Don't test the scriptures based on people. Test the people's word based on scripture. <clears throat> Make that one life change uh, paradigm shift and your life will never be the same again. Let me close with this verse. <clears throat> verse 59. He says, I thought about my life. I thought about my life and I decided to follow your rules. I thought about my life and I decided to follow your rules. <clears throat> so approach it with faith that it is God's word. It is true and it can be relied on completely and you will be on solid ground. You will be on solid ground. Decide in your heart today that today onward, it's not the news. It's not the views of intelligent people, but it's God's word that's going to instruct my way let the word instruct my way let the word instruct my way hi i'm jeremy dawson and if you liked what you just saw if it was a blessing then hit the subscribe button come on you can do it hit the subscribe button uh, hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us Lots of videos coming your way, songs, worship, encouragement. Come on, subscribe. Let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know. Write a comment in the section below. But let's see you guys again. Come on, subscribe.